you so much, sweetheart, for giving us a beautiful prayer. Kayla Rose is my oldest daughter. I have given birth to seven children. Our first little son and our last little son died in infancy. The first little boy lived a month. He was a big 10-pound chubby little guy that had a little heart condition. Uh, and his little heart, we brought him home one night. He stopped breathing. And then he was kept alive a few more weeks in the hospital. And then our seventh little uh, babe, age 40, had trisomy 18 and was born, stillborn. So I had that first little boy at 24 and he lived three weeks and died. And then I got pregnant almost just a few months later, almost to the year date, Kayla Rose was born and she really came uh, to help heal my heart. And she has just been my healer and my helper ever since. I think that's one of the roles that God assigned you was to be your mama's little, a little helpmate. And um, Kayla Rose teaches this lesson tonight better than I could, because you're going to see the product of a child that was taught to love America, that was taught the faith stories of America from really about what age do you remember me incorporating uh, patriotism and the constitution and the miracle stories of America in our family devotional, Kayla? I think that started to come when I was a teenager. So 13, 14. Okay. Yeah. So in Hood River, do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, it was in Hood River. So that's when I started to meet with my little cottage meeting group and learn the stories. And then I came home and began to weave it into this little family devotional that we had had for years at that point where Mm -hmm. we'd study the Bible, memorize a little poem, sing a little gospel, pray. And that was our devotional. So you were about 13 when I began to weave in constitutional stories and principles so Kayla is going to share uh, and teach how, how what, what me and my husband taught in our home and our family devotional, what kind of uh, impact it had on her as a teenager, as a, a young adult. And now Kayla has been married for six years and, and some of the things that she's doing uh, because of maybe some of these teachings. I don't know. I can't wait to hear it, Kayla. So I'm going to turn the time over to Kayla Rose Jackson. Julian Jackson, oldest born daughter, will be teaching our class today, our guest instructor. Thank you so much, honey. For sure. Thank you, mom, for that really nice introduction. Hi, everyone. I am so excited and happy to be with all of you today. And I'm excited to be able to teach lesson 10 of the cottage meetings. Uh, It's so fun. I have just by the fruits of my mom learning, have received a lot of the information that you all are being taught. And then I get to always put together her PowerPoints for pretty much every class. So I feel like I'm always, there's always a piece of me engaged in whatever class my mom is teaching. But I am so grateful just to be able to share my perspective, just like my mom said, as someone that was raised in a home where we were consistently taught these principles. So I'm going to share my screen with our lesson for today. All right, let's get everything sorted here. Okay, perfect. Hey, so today's lesson is lesson number 10. It's the wheat and the chaff. And uh, just before we dive into the lesson, I'll just introduce myself. My mom uh, already did such a great job, but this is our family. I'm sure you've seen many pictures at this point. I am the oldest of five. uh, And 
This is a picture of myself and my husband. So we have been married for almost six years. We also live in the Washington DC area. It's so fun. I live right down the street from my parents. So I'm often on my scooter or driving or walking um, to be able to hang out with them. And uh, my dad always jokes that I often will show up at dinner time, which sometimes is true to get a nice home cooked meal. So we live in the DC area. Jake is an engineer. He is the scientist, the brainiac of our family, works at an aviation company. And then my day job is I work for a nonprofit organization called Family Search. So Family Search, it's a genealogy company. It's similar to Ancestry, uh, but it's free, a free service provided to help people um, access and understand their family history. And so um, I, in at Family Search, my role specifically takes me to Africa. So I'm the director of marketing. Uh, over Africa, Sub-Saharan Africa. So I oversee all of our promotional efforts for 45 Sub-Saharan countries, uh, Sub-Saharan African countries. So here's just some pictures. I have the chance to often go to Africa to get to understand the, the people that I'm seeking to serve and reach out to understand um, their perspectives and what resonates when it comes to doing family history. And so uh, I love just what I'm able to do and, and all of the people that I'm able to uh, get to know. And I think what I also have particularly loved from this job is uh, it's caused me to love America so much. Um, I have loved the people that I've gotten to know. I've been to about six uh, African countries, but um, nothing beats the United States of America. The principles of liberty of sound government that we have creates a stability and a prosperity um, that is still quite rare in this world today. So um, we'll dive in now to just the lesson. We are talking about the wheat and the chaff. This is a lesson that focuses on learning how uh, to learn, to study um, and glean those principles from our constitution. How can we learn? How can we te better teach about the constitution? And the title of this lesson is The Wheat and the Chaff. It's based off the analogy. Uh, it might be most familiar to you if you've studied the New Testament. One of the parables of Jesus was of the wheat and the tares. And so we know that wheat and tares or chaff, there are these two plants that will often grow together. And the wheat is the actual food or the grain that nourishes us. And the chaff is its counterfeit. And so uh, farmers will allow it to grow together because it would be too damaging to the wheat um, to try to uproot the chaff in that moment. But once they harvest the wheat and the chaff, they perform this process called winnowing. And so back in the olden days, they have you know, more modern technology now, but they would stick the grain kernels and the kernels of the chaff in a bowl. And through the process of kind of throwing the bowl in the air and kind of doing this rotating motion, the chaff would quickly disappear. Um, it flies in the wind because it has no weight and no substance. And so what this analogy really is, it, as it relates to our lesson tonight, is we're seeking to learn the Constitution and study it from the viewpoint of our founding fathers. 
There are a lot of different ideologies and perspectives about what the constitution is, what sound principles of government, what the government should or shouldn't be doing. And oftentimes that can be very confusing and it often dilutes the message to the point where people don't find value in some of these things. But it is so important as we are studying the constitution that we study it from the viewpoint of the founders. And as we do so, we will discover the freedom formula that has made this nation prosperous and great. That within the first 100 years of its founding, when the United States only had 6% of the world's population, they were producing, we were producing over 50% of the world's wealth. So as we study and try to understand the Constitution and the principles found in the Constitution from the viewpoint of the founder, we understand and we, we begin to recognize that the founders restored the ancient principles of people's law as established by the Israelites during the time of Moses, as opposed to rulers' law when they were in bondage with tyrants. And they, the founders from the Bible, as they studied the word of God discerned those principles and wove them into the founding documents. And their intent was to protect us, to protect the family, to protect people from tyrannical rulers. Our founders knew and understood that when you created an environment where there could be strong families, you were creating strong societies and from that a strong nation. So it is just imperative that we study from an accurate perspective and know what is found in the Constitution. As I think about the importance of self-study, I think about one of the books that I read when I was in high school. It's called Animal Farm. It's written by George Orwell, and it was published in 1945. And it is a fable of animals. This group of animals is living in a barn, and the fable is really reminiscent of what was happening in Russia during the early 1900s. That was during the time of the Russian Revolution. And then eventually it led into the rise of the Soviet Union and the rise of Stalin. And this was George Orwell's um, way of, of kind of encapsulating what happened to that country um, and, and really serve as a warning. So one of the things that struck me as I studied this in high school was all of the animals, they got together and they decided to form some uh, system of government. And they wrote on the wall of their barn, the seven commandments or laws that they were going to abide by. And then they began to establish ways to make sure that the animals were actually educated, that they could read those laws and know them and memorize them and recite them constantly. But one of the things that happened was the pigs on the farm decided that they wanted to have more power and influence. And so they began to do certain things and create an environment where education was de-emphasized. So much so to the point that the animals began to forget how to read and from forgetting how to read, they forgot what the laws were. And as they forgot what the laws were, the pigs were able to come in and alter the laws. And so this just hits again at the heart of why we need to be educated, because when we begin to forget uh, what is found in the Constitution, when we forget what, what our rights are and, and what the Constitution protects us from, um, people will come in and begin to change the laws. Thomas Jefferson said that an educated citizenry is a vital requisite 
for our survival as a free people. It is required that we know and understand what it means to be a citizen of the United States, what those principles of sound government are. Oliver DeMille also said, no matter what the constitution says, it won't endure if the people don't closely read it and demand that it be followed. So I'm so grateful that I came from a home. My family, we are not perfect, but I just have to say my parents, they are the real deal. I am so grateful that God sent me to my parents. Uh, they created a home of stability and of love and a place where it, we were prioritized in learning and understanding the things that mattered most. And that was understanding God's law and that was understanding freedom principles of sound government. And so what I'm going to be sharing as we think about how can I study the constitution um, or how can I teach it to my children or, or my grandchildren, I'm coming from the perspective of here I was in the home where we consistently would have a devotional. It is true. Every single morning we would get up pretty much every single morning and we would study scriptures and study a couple of things as it relates to um, principles of liberty. And that started from as long as I can remember, we've always had a devotional. And then right around when I was a teenager, we began to incorporate more of those principles of liberty. And so today, as we talk about in our lesson, this lesson number 10, about how can we learn about the constitution and make sure that we are properly informed. I, uh, as thinking about the way to organize this, is the five things that resonated with me um, as I was being raised in, in the home that I was uh, that stood out to how, how can I best learn and understand and know the constitution. So um, this will just give you an overview of, of the things from a, a child. What, what was the perspective that really helped, helped me to learn the constitution? So as we're going through this lesson, I just wanted to pop up the discussion questions um, just so that they can be on your mind. Uh, but those questions are the first one, have you watched any of the Healing of America seminars? How have they impacted you? Two, what resources have you found helpful as you seek to study the Constitution? And three, what first step will you take to begin to learn about the Constitution? So we're going to dive into those five things that I felt really helped me to understand and learn the Constitution to come to love America and understand and, and cherish those principles of liberty and freedom. So the first thing that really stood out and resonated with me was that we would often talk about the stories of America. And so my first recommendation is to start with the stories of America. If you are feeling overwhelmed over maybe some of the more technical information found in the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence, start with the stories. And as someone that works in the field of marketing, seeking to help individuals come and learn about family history, we know that the stories is really what impacts the heart. And when you have the right heart, uh, the motivation to study and to continue to do more will Eva, lost your voice. Uh-oh. Oh, can hear you now. Can you hear me now? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, my internet connection. Okay. So I'm not, what, what did you hear lost? Um, it, 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 I would just say a couple of sentences and you're good. Okay. So um, 
yeah. So I'll just say again, to start with the stories that the stories, they're the things that impact our heart. Right. And I feel like that's so critical to be converted and to understand um, and to feel in your heart, the importance and the significance of this country. So every day we would have our devotionals and I, um, my parents would often talk about the different stories uh, and individuals that were important and vital in the creation and the founding of this nation. And so I just wanted to share um, these two individuals are the ones that I have just fallen in love with. The first one being Joan of Arc. So I remember growing up in our devotional, my mom would talk about Joan of Arc and how she would hear these voices, these voices prompting her to eventually serve her country and lead the French army uh, in defending their country against the British and how their successful victory is what enabled France several hundreds of years later to be able to help uh, the Continental Congress in the United States during their time of need of the Revolutionary War, that France was an integral part, their support um, to be able to win the Revolutionary War. And uh, there was a there was a, a day um, when I was about 15, we in our youth program at church had a youth night of excellence. And I was required to uh, talk about an individual. And in fact, I didn't get to choose the individual. I was assigned Joan of Arc. And my mom helped me to put together this presentation on Joan of Arc, just a small, you know, two or three minute talk. And she relayed again, the facts of the story. And as I was putting this together, I kept just thinking in my head, this is the weirdest story. I don't know if this is actually true, but she has, seems to have the answers and I need a talk for this youth night. So we're just gonna go with it. So I took the, that, the, that piece of paper that we had prepared that talk and the night that I gave that talk, um, I just felt so strongly in my heart as I recounted and told that story that it was true and that it really did happen. And um, having that experience and feeling and knowing that this really did happen and this young girl had the courage and the strength to follow the whisperings of the spirit um, served such a, an example to me in my life. And it's a story that I continue to think about. The other individual that has resonated and I've fallen in love with is Thomas Jefferson. Um, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but my parents have so many different books about America, about its founding, about the individuals that really made an impact. And one of the books that they had um, in our library was The Real Thomas Jefferson. And when I was a teenager, I was bored one day, I started to read the real Thomas Jefferson. And I just fell in love with um, his character, with his intellectual curiosity. This man knew everything, several languages. He played the violin. And I was so inspired by the story of his um, uh, writing the Declaration of Independence and how that came to pass. And so I, uh, I have my own little bust. It's not as large as my, my mom's, but I just, I, I have such a love for Thomas Jefferson. And when I was a senior in high school, I was living with my grandparents um, for the second half of my senior year. I'd been, I just graduated and I was doing an internship. And one of those days I went off on my own about two hours away from where they lived to visit Monticello. So those stories, being able to tell those stories um, really makes a difference, has really made a difference. The last story that, I, that I'll share is of this, this painting. This is a painting of Mount Vernon. 
And we have this painting in our home. And uh, growing up, my mom would often point to this painting at the end of our devotional every day to remind us that at the end of the Revolutionary War, George Washington was so eager to go back to his home in Mount Vernon. And when they were done writing the Constitution, he was so eager to go back to Mount Vernon. He loved Mount Vernon. But he knew and understood at that point in our nation's history, it was imperative that he continued to be a part of the process to serve as president of the United States to ensure that this country would be put on its right foot. And so instead of going back to the comfort of Mount Vernon, he served eight years as our nation's president. And my mom would point to this picture. She would remind us of this, that when times are hard, that when all we want to do is to go home and just be amongst the things that have comfort, to think of George Washington, to think of the sacrifice that he made and the impact of that sacrifice. And oftentimes, as she would tell the story at the end, Frank would be asleep on the couch. I was semi-annoyed that I had to sit through this devotional once again in the morning. And the little kids, who knows what they were doing? But I'm sure there were moments where my mom was like, is this even getting through to my kids? I don't know. But I just want to bear my own personal testimony that it did get through because I did something that was so hard. When I turned 19 years old, I decided to serve a volunteer church service mission. And I was given the assignment to serve in the Amazon jungles of Peru. I never thought that that was where I was going to be sent. I'm a city girl. I love cities. And here I was sent out to the boonies of Peru. And it was so hard. It was an 18-month experience. And there were so many moments during that mission where I was like, I don't think that this is worth it. I don't think that I can do this another day. And in those moments, I was reminded of this painting and I was reminded of George Washington's sacrifice. It came back to my memory and served as a source of inspiration to continue and to finish my mission. So these stories, they are important. They need to be shared. And I just know as I look at my peers and those younger than me, they're not being taught these stories. Um, and it's important that we know and that we retell them. One of the uh, a great place to be able to learn more of the stories of America is to take part in the Healing of America series. It's actually happening right now. I know because I'm doing all of the lovely PowerPoint slides for them, but it's a, a course of four seminars that you'll take, um, and I'm sure it will be offered in the future uh, as a live class. But in the meantime, there are also um, recorded versions of the Healing of America seminars on the Moms for America website. But the four seminars are what follows the God's Hand in the Building of America, the Founders Charter of Freedom, the Unhinging of America, Attacks on the Charter of Freedom, and Restoring the Charter of Freedom. So it's in that seminar one, God's Hand in the Building of America, where you learn of the story of Joan of Arc, of Christopher Columbus, and the miracles um, that God bestowed upon this nation to help it be formed. So I would recommend um, either attending one of the live virtual classes that my mom teaches, she does an excellent job, or watching one of those recordings. So that's number one, start with the stories. The second thing that really stood out and was helpful to me growing up um, was to have a Library of America. And this would be my second recommendation. Build your library of America. 
um, start collecting books, children's books, nonfiction books um, about America, about the Constitution, and, and put them in a place in your home where, where it's easy to access. Um, my parents, oftentimes for vacations, we would always go to, and we still continue to go to some of the more the historical sites. We live on the East Coast. There is just so much access to be able to go to Gettysburg, to Philadelphia. We were in Boston over Thanksgiving. And um, this is the image. This is here in Monticello on the right. And then about two Labor Days ago, we went to Gettysburg. And one of the things that I've observed that my mom has done is every single time we go to these historical sites, there's always a gift shop. And in every gift shop, there are so many books. And so, yes, you can absolutely purchase books around America on Amazon. But this is also a really great way as you go to some of these historical sites, purchase the books that are available to help create your library of America. And I just found growing up that having those books whether they were children's picture books or chapter books, that when I was bored, um, I would go. I would go to, to our bookshelf and grab some of these books and just naturally start reading them. So purchase books when you're, you're visiting some of these historical sites. Um, I'd also recommend the Good and the Beautiful homeschool curriculum. They have a lot of great resources. I'm sure you can just Google them. Um, but they have a, a lot of wonderful, here you can see student journal, activity books, historical fiction books that help teach more about America and the founding of this nation. So build that library. The third thing that was really helpful for me, and this is now getting more into the nitty gritty of what is the constitution? What is the format and the structure of the constitution? And how can I learn it in a way or teach it to my children um, so that they'll actually remember? And for me, that was memorizing and doing word games. So I'm just gonna share a couple of acronyms and resources that I remember growing up and have since been able to find that have really helped me in understanding the constitution. So the first acronym that I would recommend that you memorize, um, and I'll show my mom often would have this on a, um, not poster board, but she'd have like a flip chart and she would write out this acronym. These are the articles of the Constitution. And so some people will pronounce it as Ledge Sasser. I like to pronounce it as Lee J. Sasser. But this acronym is each of the articles. So the legislative, executive, the judicial, the states' rights um, section, amendments, supremacy clause, and ratification. And we would go over this over and over again. It would just be on the wall. But this is a really helpful way to organize what is in the Constitution, article by article. One of the things that we would also do with this in our constitution study that I do remember is um, every week we would talk about a different article in the constitution as a part of our um, studies. And so we would go through for one week legislative and we'd go through all of the different sections found within that article. Um, that was super helpful to me and just a good way to break it down. Another thing that I would recommend um, is this YouTube channel called In the Constitution. And this is an individual, he's a history teacher, history high school teacher, and he has some really great clips um, and things to break down the Constitution to just give you a, a very clear overview of what's found in each article um, or the different clauses. 
And then he also has several videos that help you to memorize key phrases in the Constitution. So some of his videos are a little bit longer, some are shorter, but I've also found those to be really helpful in breaking down the Constitution and understanding what is found in it. The other thing that I would recommend um, is this book on the left. I remember this very much growing up, uh, Enabling the People. It's the amendments of the Constitution. And what it is, is it highlights every single amendment and it visually will show the number of the amendment um, in a way that helps you to remember it, kind of, what, kind of like what you're seeing um, down below. And so every week we would review just one of those amendments and so it has the visual of the number and then, then on the back side of the page gives you just a brief overview of what's found in that amendment. And that was really helpful in, in understanding the amendments. I also would recommend these books on the right. I Love America series. I believe you can find them on the Kimber Academy website, kimbercurriculum.com, I believe it is. But I just think that songs, poems, um, coloring pages, games, those, those kinds of things are really helpful. Um, and just being able to learn more and understand the Constitution and America. The next thing and the last thing that I would recommend in terms of memorization or, or word games um, is this hand motion idea. So we would often in our home over and over and over again during devotional, um, just day after day, we would do the hand motions to help us memorize the preamble. So I'm going to do it, and you are welcome to do it with me, but here are all the hand motions on the screen, and it is really helpful in being able to memorize it. So the preambles, we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure, secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. So just a fun way to be able to learn the preamble. It helps to be able to use um, hand gestures to memorize. So word games. Memorization, really great way to take the Constitution, which can feel overwhelming, um, and just break it down into bite-sized pieces. The fourth thing that I would recommend, and the thing that stood out to me growing up, was that we consistently studied. And there's just something about every single day, or at least just consistently, maybe it's a couple of times a week, even as small as five minutes a day, taking the time to study the Constitution. Um, and for us and our family, that was, again, our family devotional. After we read scriptures, we would take the time to learn something about the Constitution or about good principles of freedom. So oftentimes we would study the 5,000-year leap. Um, every week we would do one principle and my mom would have the principal on a piece of paper on the wall. And then oftentimes she would give me the book and I would just open the book to that principal's chapter and I would find a paragraph or a quote in there that was interesting um, and I would read it and explain it. And that was how we tackled the 5,000 year leap. Uh, this is the flip chart that I'm referencing. So you can see she wrote out 
on the very top of the acronym Lee J. Sasser. And for that week, we would study Article 2 in the executive. And uh, every day we would go over just one of the sections. And she would just write out some of the key words and phrases to help us understand what was in that section of the Constitution. Here's another resource. I believe this is on the Moms for America website. This is a really great just one pager. And, and I think this would be a great thing to reference as you're teaching or studying for yourself uh, the Constitution. It just breaks down really simply what the articles are, what are the sections found within each article, the Bill of Rights, and then every single amendment. So just in a way that's very clear and concise. Again, I'd recommend The 5,000-Year Leap. The Promises of the Constitution is another really great book um, to reference in your studies. The Catechism of the Constitution of the United States is, is a great resource. This was what was originally taught in schools. Oh, how I wish it was taught in schools today. It is not. And then The Making of America. I just have to say, the thing that's been so um, wonderfully surprising is that I thought when leaving the home um, that I was gonna, like never going to do any of this again. <laughs> and I, I was drawn to America, but it, it's just been so fun to see. I have a copy of The Making of America in my home because I just naturally, after a few years, I wanted to remember, oh, oh yes, these are some of the things that my parents taught me. I have a copy of The 5,000-Year Leap. And so um, I just want to reiterate, you, you might feel like some of the efforts that you are, are doing as you're seeking to teach and shore up the rising generation might be in vain, but isn't it's never in vain. And I'm a witness of that and just an example of that, that that kind of consistency is what caused me to fall in love with America and then even begin to purchase these books and have them in my own home and to start building my library for America. So the last thing that I would recommend as you are seeking to learn more about the Constitution is to find your community. Uh, I am so grateful my parents, my mom talks about the cottage meeting that started up in Oregon and that she would go to and then she would teach us those principles. And as she began to be uh, more integrated into the community of freedom and liberty, there would be so many different events that she would be invited to or that were happening that she would go to. And one of the things that she would do is she would bring all of us kids along. Um, and so this is, uh, I can't remember this, I think this is in Utah, it was the Eagle Forum as a conference that they have every year. But um, my parents, they just bring us, we, we would go here, here I am as a teenager, with that original cottage meeting group. We came out to Washington, D.C., um, for uh, one of the marches that Glenn Beck had on the National Mall. I think I was 15 at the time, and I didn't fully understand everything that was happening, um, but I knew that it was important. And so I just appreciated my parents finding that community and then bringing us kids along. And it's caused me in my own life to seek out communities that will help me and support me as I seek to understand and learn more about the Constitution and to continue to cultivate a love for America. One example I have of that, and give me just a second, let me plug my computer in. Okay. One example that I have of that just recently is um, Jake and I, we moved to the Washington DC area about two years ago, and I was needing some kind of social outlet. And so I play the piano 
I'm so grateful again, my parents um, had the discipline. It really was their, their discipline to get me into lessons, to help me practice. And it's just become a skill. It's something that I've fallen in love with. But I decided that I wanted to uh, join a choir. And uh, the choir that I just so happened to join, they love America. And so every single June, they have a concert series that's focused on patriotism. So there's just something about being in community with people that love America, especially being in the DC area, which surprisingly here in our nation's capital, it seems like people love America the least. So to be able to have a community where we can all share in, in our love for America, I just think has been so helpful. Um, and has propelled me to continue to want to learn more and, and to understand those rights and freedoms that I have. So just to go over really quickly again, the five things that I have found so helpful in learning uh, about principles of freedom and the Constitution is to first start with stories. Second, build your library of America. Third, use memorization and word games to break down that Constitution in bite-sized pieces. Four, make sure that your study is consistent. It doesn't matter if it's five minutes a day or 50 minutes a day, if it's a couple times a week or it's, if it's all seven days a week, make sure that you are taking the time to consistently study and you will learn, you will have an understanding um, that 99% of Americans um, do not. And then the last would be to find your community, find your groups. This is a perfect example, joining in a virtual cottage meeting I'd recommend starting your own cottage meeting with the uh, women, um, even and men in your community, but create that community where you can learn. I just want to end with this last quote, hold on my friends to the constitution and to the republic for which it stands. Miracles do not cluster and what has happened once in 6,000 years may not happen again. I love this quote, this reminder that this land, it is a miracle that it is here, that God's hand was clearly in the building and the formation of America. And as I think about all of the gifts that God has given, um, what he asks in return is that we value and we cherish them. And I think the best way that we can cherish America is to make sure that we understand its founding that we understand what's found in the constitution so that we can make sure that it's protected. So that is my lesson for today. I'm sorry, it's a little bit shorter than an hour what it usually is, but I hope some of these resources and ideas were helpful to you as you are seeking to learn the constitution and as you're seeking and thinking about ways that you can help to teach your children and your grandchildren. Mm -hmm.